Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders, and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training, and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode. Today I'm talking to Emma Warolo, founder of Playful Den, a company which helps teams, brands, kids and individuals embrace the power of play. Before founding Playful Den, Emma ran a consumer insight agency and for more than 11 years she studied Gen Zen and Gen Alpha and their parents. She has travelled all over the world to find out how they play, how they use tech, what their decision-making process is like, and what they consider to be fun. Using these insights, Emma has disrupted global brands by getting them to embrace innovative marketing methods targeted around generational attitudes. As you'll hear during our conversation, Emma believes that play is one of the purest ways we express ourselves, and she is of the mind that both children and adults don't play enough or have even forgotten how to play, and that and this can become a cause of all sorts of issues, including anxiety, loneliness, and self-doubt. Amongst other things, Emma talks about topics from the importance of looking at the world with a childlike wonder, the dangers of being too focused on productivity, and how the concept of professionalism can suppress your authentic self as well as your creative thinking to the important role of play within leadership, our different play styles, and what her work as a Lego serious play facilitator, yes, that is a true title, entails. Please enjoy the episode. Welcome, Emma, to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. It's brilliant to have you on a guest. We're going to be talking all things playful today. That's going to be our subject and how that relates to also business. But I suppose for our listeners, just be worth you explaining a little bit about the business you founded, Playful Den, and your philosophy of living playfully. Yeah, absolutely. So Playful Den is still a relatively new-ish venture for me. Um, My background is more in the sort of corporate world. So I ran a consumer insight agency called The Pineapple Lounge for... 11 years um, and I was a specialist in kids, family and youth research. Um, So doing strategic consultancy for global brands. Had office in London, office in New York, lots of travel, lots of, yeah, lots of, um, lots of sort of corporate work. Um, And in the pandemic, like many people, mm. had a sort of a bit of a rethink. Also, we had our third child okay. right at the start of the pandemic. So it's quite a lot going Life on. Life changed quite dramatically, <laughs> quite quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I was sort of ready for um, the next level of me yeah. and also to put some of my knowledge that I had learnt um, 
in my research career into the wider world to reach okay. parents, to reach organisations about different topics. Um, so Playful Den was my Instagram handle. That was okay. my Instagram channel. It grew quite organically. I called it the Playful Den because that was our home. That was kind of what I, the name that I had okay. for our home. And I was posting quite a lot about interiors and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah, when I was sort of making the career pivot, I thought that will be my brand um, and I will specialize in all things play. So I'm still exploring sort of okay. how I put that out into the world, but I do a mix of things. I have a podcast, I do brand consulting. I go into businesses and teach them about what play in the workplace means. Mm. Um, I write, I do innovation. I do sort of lots of different different things, but play, um, is at the heart of everything that I do. And has play always been something within your character? Yeah, I think it's quite innate in my personality, but as a children's researcher, mm. I also was studying it quite a lot. Yeah. So brands obviously wanted to know what are kids doing, what are their behaviours. So I was studying what they were engaging with, what they were playing, what they were gaming, who they were listening to, all of that sort of stuff. And part of that process really meant that I had to look at the world with um, the lens of a child, with mm. childlike wonder. This was my job for over a decade. And I think what I realized was that this is actually a really valuable skill for anyone to have this sense of childlike wonder, to be able to hold things with a lightness. That's what sort of playfulness oh, is. Okay. Um, to be able to carve out time for um, creativity, to lean into your imagination, all of these skills that we associate and often leave behind mm. in childhood, actually really, really valuable for things like mental health, for um, innovation, for business, um, and even in like your personal relationships as well. I really found that having a playfulness to my character massively helped me sort of navigate stresses as as a parent okay i mean there's so much to explore that <laughs> my mind's already kind of uh, blown really but i suppose that the, one of the things that first strikes me is you know you talk about the lightness you know that mm. we carry as a child and that mm. childlike wonder that we have and it and then it's, it's, you can recall it and you can see it in my own children it, it's wonderful but we do lose that don't we yes. and, and are you of a believer that we can get that back as yes. adults yes so children are meant to play all the yeah. time. There is a difference between play and playfulness. So I think okay. that's quite important to touch on. So play is, is an activity. It's something that I try and inspire people to find within their own lives. It's something that you do just for fun, for yeah. no other reason. And that is something that we actually stop doing as adults. Everything yeah. becomes about productivity. It has to have an outcome. It has to be quantified. Yeah. Um, there is this sort of seriousness around life as we become an adult. We have responsibilities, etc., etc. I'm not saying that as adults we should play all yeah, the time all <laughs> <that serious laughs> because stuff. the world would probably fall apart yeah. but we can retain um, playfulness so playfulness okay. is where we apply the characteristics of play to things that are not really playful so a really simple example is most people when they're doing a really boring chore will put on music yeah. to pass the time in a way that's more enjoyable at its most simplest that's kind of an example of what playfulness uh, okay. is it's how do we make things that are perhaps 
things that we don't necessarily want to do or that are quite hard or that might be quite boring or monotonous or challenging how do we bring that sense of lightness to them Um, and that's kind of what playfulness is the really interesting thing about playfulness is that it is a characteristic available to anyone so we might have this belief that some people are born with it and some people aren't that's not actually true you can access it at any time um, with the right mindset and by sort of just tweaking your sort of behavior and lens on on life but isn't that is that there must be times where you go into an organization or you're consulting and and you feel like you are banging your head against the wall to get them to think in a playful way yeah and what other techniques that you use and then adopt i mean i mean because you are trying to break down some strong barriers aren't you particularly for potentially in some very big corporate organizations or professional service organizations that are very staid and it's got to be done this way and not done in a playful way. Yeah, and there's a few, they all begin with P, but there's a few P's that sort of really get in the way. So professionalism is a really interesting word and concept. Um, It is obviously important on many levels, but it can really suppress people's personality Mm. and authentic self. um, And it can stifle getting into flow and being creative because you're almost sort of playing a role you're playing a serious character (laughs) that can prohibit some of those ways of being there your training (laughs) is to be like that right yeah that's how you're trained to be yeah exactly and then the other one is productivity um so if organizations are so um cripplingly productivity focused it's really really difficult to allow space to imagine allow space to be creative because when you are so so driven by productivity every action that you take has to have an outcome and if you remember what i said about play it's about doing things that don't always have an outcome so lots of companies make the mistake of trying to make a workplace more playful by like putting in bean bags or putting like a ping pong Slides. table in <laughs> yeah and it's those are like red flags to me it's uh-huh. much more about in your processes so it's like what happens in your meeting like yeah. do people enjoy these meetings are they engaged like what would happen if we reframe this meeting through the lens of fun what would it look like then um and it's sort of little things like that but it has to be baked into your actual processes like environment is definitely a part of it but you can't just put a bunch of beanbags in and an arcade machine and be like yay we're we're a playful culture yeah Yeah, it's got to be within the work and it's all about finding what what elements of people's role really gets them into flow as well because what often you find is people have parts of their job that they really enjoy Mm. and their flow parts of their jobs where they're just like so in the groove and they can just like do it and they enjoy it and it often really does kick back value to what they're working on but when you look at where they spend their time often those are like the smallest part and there is a strange thing that can happen where the parts of the jobs that we really enjoy and we're in flow in we almost like can't justify doing them um or we sort of like we shrink the time of them so it's that's part of it as well it's like what is your flow work and how does that manifest itself in how your time is split is that would that be the same another way of putting that would be in some ways playing to strengths and weaknesses or would you say that is something different I think it's I think it fits with that. Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit different in that I think we're looking at what are people's almost like where do they bring their authentic self mm. to their work. So one of the things about play is 
when you are at play, that is when you are the most authentic version of yourself. Yeah. That is when you are your truest And is self. that because you're not showing so many inhibitions? That's right, yeah. And you're also, there's a vulnerability in playing. Yeah. You know, if I took you to an improv class now, yeah. you would feel really vulnerable. Um, and And there would be a sort of... Uh, a shared experience there in doing that and it would be a real true version Mm. of yourself and I think it's related to strengths and weaknesses but it's more about like what are the aspects of people's role where they're allowed to bring their authentic self to their work yeah Yeah. and but that comes from leadership isn't it so does most of those assignments and organizations that you spend time talking to about this do you, you need to start right at the top? Because it is a culture thing, isn't it? And a leadership thing and that sense of, are they going to allow this within the organisation full stop? And that must be your first hurdle it really that is. you have it to has, overcome. It has to come from the top down, yeah. And I'm really interested in the qualities of leadership and how we like celebrate what they are. Yeah. And for example, one word that we often use when we talk about leaders is visionary. Like we love that word, oh, they're a yeah. visionary. Yeah. Um, it's very like aspirational. What we mean by being a vision- visionary is actually someone with a really big imagination. We don't use that word imagination because imagination is what kids oh, do. Sounds like yeah, again, yeah that's it? what yeah. kids do. That's like, you know, that's not for our serious business world, yeah. but so I think in our language, we already sort of stifle those kind of playful traits by not talking about them. Often, again, you'll hear what people are trying to do in the workplace. And I listen to it and I think, oh, they're actually talking about mm. play, but they don't use that word because people are very, don't really understand what it is. Yeah. Um, so it absolutely does have to, come, have to come from leadership and to exhibit some of those traits themselves and to make space within the culture for moments that aren't just about churn and mm. productivity that is a, a really key part of it and ultimately yes that has to come from the top it has to come from yeah. the top and where does different gentlemen this is probably one of those big questions but where does different generations mm. fit into this and and the expectations of different generations in the workplace to be playful or not be playful and and again, any tips for the listeners with different you know, types of businesses and, and different t- ages in their teams, that how they can install play through those different generation yeah. expectations? Such a good question. And this is a, such an interesting time, isn't it? Because we've got sort of five generations sort of yeah. living and walking the planet side by side. And we've had such much, so, so much diff- change in terms of technology and everything that everybody's different, aren't That's they? Those right. five generations may normally live together, but they would be closer together in the mindset? I think one thing about play is that it is um, universal in that it really can bring people together. So if you think about getting a bunch of people of different backgrounds, different generations, trying to work on a really sort of challenging project with a really stressful deadline, really stressful leadership, there's going to be lots of collision there. If you're able to reframe that exercise in a way that perhaps is more like, feels more like a game, it maybe encourages people to bring their play style to the activity, the chances are you're going to find more universal ways of connecting there because people are less going to bring their generational traits and they're more just going to show up just as they are um, and and sort of who they are. Um, And I think that's a really interesting one to think about how you sort of cut through um, some of those tensions and differences. I don't know if I'd say if like one generation feels like more playful than another because even like Gen Z can be quite serious Mm. um, and can be very 
sort of interested in like problem solving and reimagining what already exists whereas like millennial generation is more interested in perhaps like invention and yeah. coming up with new so there's a real like creativity in both of those um, directions, but they're doing slightly different things. Again, if you were able to see those as a leader and kind of play with those a bit in the way that you mobilize people, that can be really interesting rather than sort of pulling people yeah. apart and everyone's Don't doing different Don't put everybody things. in a box, put yeah. people together yeah. and, and get them to unite, I suppose. And uh, is there any leaders out there or businesses that you see out there that perhaps are listeners would resonate with that you think are doing playfulness well yeah that is a good question um i think there's like a difference between what happens like um consumer facing and what goes on kind of behind (laughs) closed doors um and there are some brands that sort of show up in the world um as doing a really good job at sort of like bringing people together i think like mcdonald's is Mm -hmm. one that continues to bring in like these little playful touches like for families and non-families as well and um, does a really nice job of bringing play into what they do um ikea is another one Mm -hmm. they're always like thinking about how to make these like playful um, touches to to family life and the home. Um, but I, it's difficult to say like behind the scenes yeah. um, how that kind of manifests. And you know, I can't really drop names, but I have worked for like some of like the most, what you would perceive to be like fun brands in the world. And you go behind the, you look behind the curtain and you're like, wow I might as well be in like a like what a, a bank or an industry that like perhaps isn't you know in the business of fun yeah. and play um so it's yeah it's, it's different between what you see and what kind of goes on behind the curtain I think yeah I suppose there's there is, yeah again we probably shouldn't name the names but there's some big sort of theme park operators in the world and you know what you see and hear about them is you know the gloss and behind behind closed doors the reality of that organization might be different or those organizations i also saw and i'm really intrigued by this that you're a lego serious play i am facilitator now that to me sounds like <laughs> wonderful let me at it so what is a lego serious play facilitator yeah so that is a uh, a way of using lego bricks Um, and resources in more organizational environments. So you have a kit and you do various different um, exercises and scenarios. Actually to do it properly takes a really long time, like one to two days you can do with like a sort of a core team um, and you're really working on like knotty, thorny issues. It works, it's incredibly effective because obviously it taps into flow and into play and because the tactility um, Mm. that we really do crave as humans taps into a a subconscious level of thinking. So the idea is that, you know, you would propose a question and rather than answer it written or with words, you build it. So into that build, you're putting, you know, really sort of like deep, deep thinking about, um, you know, you're putting in metaphors and stories and it's not really about creating a particularly beautiful or stunning model. Mm. It's about what it represents. So you're 
creating meaning from nothing that's what you do through that process so you can do it for all sorts of like different things I've done it around purpose is one that's it works quite well for to really get to like what is the purpose of your business and you can follow a sort of laddering process where you're building these little models individually put them together as a team you move them around you combine them and you're sort of working up and up and up and up to arrive at what is your business purpose Wow. It's very cool. <laughs> it's very cool, definitely. And in terms of, you know, organisations that are playful, do you think that definitely helps? I, th- I think you, the obvious answer to this is yes, is that work-life balance. There's this myth, isn't there, particularly for business owners, business leaders that run their own business. You know, you've been there, done that, got that T-shirt. You know, that we need this work-life balance. Is being playful an aid to that? Yeah, I I think it really is. It's um we're in this sort of post-pandemic um time for work and lots of people are obviously reevaluating that. Mm. We are reimagining what work means, what going to work, you know, what we want that to look like and how that might exist. I think there's a, there's a slight um perhaps nuance between how we are um, structuring our time so in terms of like actual hours on the job and then what what is involved actually when we're at work and I think when we are um, at work that's kind of what I'm most interested in it's like how do we um, ensure that we feel like what Mm -hmm. we're doing is like meaningful and fun like I um, really think that fun is underestimated um i think that when people hear the word fun they might think like bouncy castles and water fires and like (laughs) these kind of like big you know blow up um kind of ideas of big fun but actually it's really important like it is something that we quite naturally do like Mm. the example i gave of you know making a you know a boring activity more enjoyable and i think it's really lacking from the way that businesses think about um roles and think about working together Mm. and i think if you looked at different processes and ways of working and said okay we're just going to forget everything and we're going to be like if we had to make this as fun as possible how would we change it and i think what that exercise throws up is really quite interesting Mm. because it often also shortcuts politics like all of the kind of bs that kind of gets gets sort of logged in systems and processes um and it kind of makes that experience when you are on the job um more of that sort of like flow state i'm not talking about like everyone coming to work and on scooters and being dressed up as clowns <laughs> talking about like what is everyone's yeah. sort of like base and that's probably what some listeners here will do, be struggling yeah. with is they're yeah. struggling with this kind of concept of yeah work needs to be fun playfulness and, and they'll get all those terms and concepts but what does it really mean in reality and letting go of that kind of nearly the commerciality and not quite connecting that perhaps having an environment at work that can be fun and playful can also be commercial and Yeah, and part of the challenge in that is because people don't understand what play is. So understanding your own play style is really Mm. important. Like we have all of these like Myers-Briggs and things like that, don't we, that people do in the workplace. But actually I think understanding your own play style and everyone else's in your team is actually 
way more insightful. <laughs> so let's go through and explore some of what some of those play styles. Yeah, so we can use um, a theory from a guy called Dr. Stuart Brown, uh, who's an amazing sort of play scientist. He came up with a few. Um, so we have um, play styles like the kinesthete, which is all about movement, using okay. your body. Um, there's the artist, which is obviously about making, creating, like actually making stuff. Um, there's the director who loves planning, loves organizing, loves yeah. sort of like leading, doesn't necessarily have to be the boss but really enjoys sort of rallying people together um there's the competitor yeah. very obviously competitor collector um there's the joker so the person okay. that kind of brings the fun and understanding these um you can play little exercises where you'd be like, okay, we'll take this process that we do as a team and we're going to run it through the play style of James over there. Yeah. And we would see how James would design that in the style of his play. And it's really insightful to understand one another and mm. how we might work together. And also if you're sort of mentoring or, you know, you've, you're sort of managing to understand who is like this person that when they're in play, their authentic self, because it can help understand how to motivate them and how to engage them, which goes back to how do we make things more fun yeah. for this person. The other challenge is people assuming that play is always about sort of like extrovert, noisy, loud behaviors. For a lot of people, play is reading, it's baking, it's chess. It's creativity it's, more? Yeah, okay. it's, it's kind of more... It can be very subtle, it can be quiet, mm. it can be calm. It really is any activity where you are find yourself sort of lost in time yeah. and you really are in flow with it. And that can be, you know, for some people it'd be fixing a car, it can be, yeah. you know, it can be absolutely anything. So really sort of understanding what those um, activities are that appeal to different people is quite insightful and helpful. And a lot of organisations now, you know, know of some, you know, local, locally to here that will, you know, give their teams, you know, half a day every other week or on a Friday afternoon to do things they want yes. to do. Now, what what's your feelings about that? Is that just a start of what organisations should be doing? Clearly, it's better than doing nothing. I mean, or are you that we should be bringing play into every aspect of every day? of our workplace. I think that raises a really interesting conversation of like if you do have um, roles that are you know to be really transparent these are really boring like yeah, we know processing files, yeah, yeah like it's really difficult to make these more interesting so how do we allow them to get that playfulness that creativity elsewhere then you can think about that in the structure of time and what the other thing people don't understand about play is that it has a magical effect outside of the activity so yeah. we all know that we do better work if we go for a walk before mm -hmm. we do it yeah. at a sort of base level I think that's quite sort of common conversation now in business it's like if you want to do something a bit creative or focus like move your body or you know yeah. go and like be outside in nature and then do the thing yeah and the reason for that is when we play and when we're in that sort of state of, of flow and of enjoyment and we're relaxed but we're focused what is happening in our brain is is called this thing called plasticity. So that's what play does for us. It, it creates a plasticity in the brain, which is essentially like opening up um, different routes. So people that play and people that exhibit this quality of playfulness tend to see more opportunities. Okay. So when they're faced with a challenge, someone that is quite play deprived and perhaps um, is in quite a kind of fixed mindset, um, 
will either like panic and won't know what to do or they'll only see one option someone that has play in their life has a sense of playfulness will see multiple routes out of that particular challenge and that's why it is important to either bring the play into the workplace or make sure that people have the balance that you talked about to get it elsewhere because it has this trickle down effect into other areas of our life brilliant and in terms of you know play and play at home you you know you you say that you know the business is called the playful den kind of focused on your own what you call your own home and your own family you know what do you think we should be doing more at home Mm. in terms of creating a playful kind of existence yeah great question um i think boundaries are increasingly challenging with work Mm. um, in this this time that we're in both because people are working from home more we call it working from home but we could also say they're living at work um and also technology as well so we are always on always available what that means is that it's much harder to hold that boundary between home and work um and i think that is something that we just it's really hard but we have to keep working at that for me that has been like an ongoing journey and continues to I sort of thought like one day I'd learn how to do it and that would be (laughs) it but I realize it's actually like an ongoing practice um but it is that is really important because if you are um stressed and if you are distracted um it's impossible to play so those two things make it really really hard so if you've got um you know people in your home that you have a relationship with partner co-parent kids um if you have a head full of i am meant to be or i should be doing something else you're going to find it really hard to connect with them but that comes back to that old adage of being present in the moment doesn't it which we all you know find extremely difficult yeah it's not easy to do but yeah you'd say being playful is is at the heart of being present in the moment yeah i think connecting with people through play i really advocate for so for example my husband and I um go on play dates I always like so play (laughs) dates over dinner dates are far more effective because we do both work from home a lot we see each other a lot and I'm kind of like I don't know if I need to go for another dinner with you (laughs) but I would like to go and do an activity where we will both be vulnerable like that's the other thing to think about with your choice of play activities because a lot of adults they have hobbies or they have things that they're they quite... They go where they're safe. They're quite good at, yeah. yeah. So maybe you, like, do the same running route every week yeah. or you do this, like, gym routine or you do a craft that you've become quite skilled at over time. There isn't as much richness in the play when you do something okay. that you're an expert at. I think that we really overrate expertise as a sort of culture and actually beginner mindset is way more playful. So if I take you to something now that you've never done before, you're the amateur. In a way, you have to be the fool. (laughs) And that's where it's at for me. And it probably takes you back to your childhood where you try things constantly for the first time, don't you? So I've recently started learning the aerial hoop and in the class, I'm in the beginners. And sometimes I glance over at the ones that they're, I mean, they're so beautiful and they just make it look so effortless and there's teenagers in this class and they shouldn't be allowed in there with me because it's very unfair um but I think actually I am probably getting like a completely different level of 
stuff <laughs> that's yeah. going on in my brain than them that can do it um, in a way that they're in flow and they're an expert. Whereas for me, every single little thing that I do is such a massive win. Um, and it's like a completely new way of connecting to my body and telling it yeah. to move in this way. So I think making sure that you are continually engaged in that role of be the fool, be the amateur, get into beginner's mindset. That is where the good stuff is. Right. Wow. Okay. And there must, I'm going to have to ask you this question. There must be, I mean, your energy is coming across in this conversation. <laughs> our listeners will be hearing it. You've got this kind of, you know, smile on your face uh, and a great sense of energy, but there must be days when you wake up Emma, and go, can't be playful today oh my god almost like every day <laughs> like honestly and I try and um be quite uh, authentic on, yeah. on my socials because you know the reality is I have three children I do have a career and I have a job that I really enjoy and I'm mm. interested in but it is still a business I still have to make sure yeah. that you know I've got enough work in and there's sort of you know all of those the sort of normal stresses exist um and I I do find that um, I find myself get into these ruts where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in it now. I'm, I'm, the seriousness has consumed yeah. me, but I know how to identify it. And I'll just do something really simple. Sometimes I wear my roller skates under my desk so that every time I have to get up, um, I have to roller skate <laughs> to the toilet. I, or fall over it, <laughs> I have a hula hoop that I'll just go outside and do that. I'll go on my bike. And I think it's the times when you actually need play the most are the times when you find it most hard and you feel like you haven't got time for it. Yeah. That is when you have to do it because of that trickle effect, that halo yeah. effect that I talked about. And it really, really does work. Um, so I have kind of become quite disciplined at that now. I, I In my schedule, I have a play day once a month. So... Yeah, okay. Uh, every day in my calendar there's a play day where I am not parenting and I'm not working and on that day I can do something that is joyful to me normally I go on a hike and I go and get lost somewhere um but the the impact of that like this mm. is I wish I could give everyone a play day every month and it's something that you know when I was at the peak of running my agency and like full as my husband would call me corporate M's um <laughs> I would would never have thought I'd have had time for that I never would have made space for it when the reality is I actually could have if I'd have really prioritized it so is the Emma sat in front of me today completely different to corporate M's she I think there's like I mean my personality is very consistent and yeah. I think I, I we are you know, who we are yeah we, so? I took that um everywhere and you know there's something that obviously comes with life experience mm. and wisdom and all that sort of stuff but I was definitely addicted to work at times very much so um I had several um like quite nasty like burnout sort of mental breakdowns that were really quite serious from you know, just going to bed at night and not mm. being able to sleep under the pressure of, you know, the business yeah. and the figures and the staff and all of that sort of stuff. Um, there was like a real heaviness that I carried with the role of being a leader. There was a, a lot of aspects of running a business. I realize now are actually really not in my strengths or sort of fire me up, like yeah. very good at the like branding, clients, marketing, ideas, yeah doing the actual sort of services. But um, although I was a very good, hopefully a good manager and a good leader, I found it really difficult to disconnect mm. from the emotion that can come with that. And some people are very good at this. They can kind of be very, I'm in work, 
have got to have a difficult conversation and now I go home I always found that really really hard to to leave it behind the boundary that we talked about yeah it always bled over and and I think now I don't really have that so much anymore no and when you reflect what would you have done differently going back to that I had a play day once a month honestly it would have fixed me it really would have it really would have made such a difference um yeah, and it, it, just so many times where I I was like busy, that was my like default status, and now uh, and I thought that was successful. I thought that yeah. was like what it meant to be successful, um, and now I'm much more about uh, quality over quantity, and I'm very comfortable. Um, I'm very comfortable being like mediocre at some stuff as long as I know like what I do want to excel at and where I really do want to kind of fire up. I think I used to try and be brilliant at everything. Um, and now I'm kind of like, I'm okay doing like 70% on that because I know over here I'm like 110%. Okay. And what are your aspirations, Emma, for the Playful Den? Yeah, good question. They're they're sort of slightly evolving. I was working on um, a products-based business um, and I think I've slightly parked that recently because um, I would like to do that more um, in collaboration with existing companies. So I'm actually focusing more on growing my brand on social media with content and growing my podcast and then working on my um, consultancy business as well. So those are the sort of... I've slightly filtered down (laughs) (laughs) from all of the different things that I was trying out. I was in a very fun experimental time. I was doing coaching and mentoring and workshops and all sorts of things. And now I'm very much focused on my consulting business, my podcast and my content. Brilliant. And we just had a conversation around success, but I always end with this question, so I'm going to have to end with it. In terms of success and personal (laughs) success, what does that really look like for you, Emma? I think success for me now is about, it's about, well, living playfully. That is how I want to feel like I am living playfully. That is my purpose. That's what I'm trying to communicate to other people and I want to feel like I am doing that myself and for me what that means is it means retaining a really open mind. So always being able to try new things, learn new things and being sort of like really flexible um, in that um, and continual creativity. Like the more I get to be creative, like that is what success is for me because my previous version of success meant that that was encroached upon because I was chasing the sort of hard metrics, the, you know, the meetings, the, the money, the, all of these things. Yeah. 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 Whereas now I'm like, if I take on a project that like really engages my creativity, um, that's really is success for me. Brilliant. I'm, it's been great to have you on the guest as a guest, Emma on the podcast. You know, we have these conversations and I always take something away, but my mind is quite blown from this conversation <laughs> because I, I I get it and understand it and I just don't think I do enough of it myself, you know. Most people don't. You're and not actually, alone. you know, you've challenged my own thinking through the course of this conversation. So thank you for being a guest. If people want to know more about you and more about the Playful Den, where can they go? Yeah, you can just search Playful Den for my, uh, my website and I'm on Instagram at playful underscore den. Perfect. Thank you, Emma. Thank you so much.
Thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. My hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable, informed and inspired individual and business leader. If you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.